It just starts with being where you're at and being okay with where you're at and not needing to force the next moment. And what can come from it, yes, is beautiful manifestations, amazing abundance, but really just a oneness with ourselves, a oneness with other people, a connectedness with everything. That is what being lucky truly is, is being awake. Being lucky is noticing that there is beauty all around you all the time and you actually don't need to look that hard to find it. There's nothing you need to do and there's nothing you need to figure out. You just have to start appreciating the present moment for what it is. You just have to look around you and train your brain to say, what can I like about this? And if the answer is nothing, then what can I learn from this? And you have to stop letting the perceptions and judgments of other people who are hell-bent on not seeing their own worth determine your worth but you're awakening already right it's already happening that's why you're here and why you're listening nothing is broken in your world nothing needs to be changed nothing needs to be different and yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal what I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. I am Vanessa Fontana and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. I am very excited to record today's episode. It's been um, about a week and a half since I recorded. I am posting this late. I had a pretty tentative goal to post episodes every Sunday and it is Monday and I'm just recording this and hopefully we'll be getting it out by the end of today. Um, a very soft goal, one that I'm going to hold myself to as much as I can, but also give myself great with it, knowing that I don't ever want to come and record a podcast episode out of complete obligation and knowing that I want to be in alignment when I'm speaking, knowing that I want to be in alignment when I'm creating and when I'm here um, and knowing what I am sitting down with bringing to this podcast energetically. And so I really needed this weekend to just be where I was and to rest and to live my life and to have fun. And now today, Monday, May 1st, I'm going to be talking about romanticizing your life. And something with the Law of Attraction series that I kind of want to address is the buzzwords that come with Law of Attraction and manifestation. I think a lot of people don't really want to address manifestation or Law of Attraction as a thing that we can do, a thing that is really accessible to all of us because of the buzzwordiness of it. I feel like I had mentioned this in my last episode, but in the spiritual community, manifestation has been looked at as something that spiritual people do, something that you have to learn how to do when in reality we are manifesting every single second of every single day with energetic frequencies, energetic outputs, talking to other energetic frequencies and energetic outputs, and constantly attracting what we have around us in terms of how we see the world and the lens through which we see the world. And so it is a pretty common misconception that manifestation or law of attraction is this thing of its own and it's sort of taken its own life in a way in terms of the spiritual community. But I'd like to address the buzzwordiness of it because I think a lot of people try to attach themselves to law of attraction or manifestation to kind of get what they want out of life, which really is wonderful and great and definitely can be done. But at the same time, it 
it really is coming down to the fact of presence and that we have power in this world. We have power over how we feel. We have power over how we make other people feel and giving up that power by choosing to not understand how we are constantly creating in every moment of every day, how we are constantly impacting our lives and other people's lives and the energetic allocation of energies in this world. It's almost an irresponsibility in my opinion. So it's not so much about, well, how do I obtain this thing? How do I get a million dollars? It's more so about the fact that we realize as human beings, we have this limitless potential and that all of us could really do that. All of us could attain this highest self, this highest physical self, if you will, of what you want to look like on earth, what you want to be like on earth, what you want to create on earth. But it's really more than that. And it's really deeper than that. And it's not about the things that you want in your life. It's not about the things that you want to come into your physical reality. It's not about the money or the car or the house or the person. It's not about any of that. It's about learning that we are here to be here. We are here to experience life in all of its fluxes and all of its fluctuations. And with the law of attraction, with manifestation, with this romanticization of your life so that you really can enjoy it because part of why we're here is to enjoy life. With all of that comes a real certain privilege, a privilege in being able to have sustainable clothes to wear and food to eat and a healthy environment around us to the extent that we are actually able to take a look at our lives and say, okay, I might want more. And it's not about wanting more. And I think that's the misconception. And that's really what I want to talk about today when I talk about lucky girl syndrome and what it means and romanticization of your life, because it's not all rainbows and flowers. And if you really are trying to create more in your life because you want to escape the current life that you have, you're going to be stuck in this hamster wheel of victimhood and not knowing and getting stuck in ruts and getting stuck in places that you just kind of feel like you can't get out of that no matter how hard you try or what you do, you just can't attain this happiness. And the whole point is that you have to find the happiness in the present moment. You have to be where you are, look around you and say, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for the pain and the struggle that I've had to go through in my life because it's taught me what I do want out of it. It has given me the opposite of what I want in this life. And without that, I wouldn't have even known it. And with every struggle, there really is a lesson. With every pain, there is a lesson. But to be able to sit with yourself and see that lesson requires a certain amount of privilege because some of us are still in survival mode and some of us are not out of abusive households and some of us do not have the ability to really step into our own power and create our dream life or romanticize our life. And I think that that's just so important to create as a baseline before talking about how to enjoy the life that you live and how to really romanticize the moments in your life because I'm going to tell you, like, yes, you can have the things. You can be very powerful in this world, but if you do not realize that your power comes from the ability to recognize it, to have the eyes to see it, to awaken in this lifetime in knowing that you are more than the physical, then why would you just want to create the physical? It's not about the physical. You know, you can conjure up anything you want in this world, and that's the easy part. Being happy with it, being able to look at your current present day life and say, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything I have and everything I don't. 
that's really the hard part. The hard part is being satisfied with where you are and not trying to attain more, 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 more. Truly just enjoying the journey of life and really enjoying where you are in the present moment, enjoying the journey on your way to the things that you want. That is really the point. And our need to escape the present moment, our need to go outside of the bounds of now and constantly fulfill this, what feels like insatiating desire for more, for more, for more, for needing to fill holes of our dissatisfaction with money and people and things, it's not what it's about. And I would be really wrong, I think, to sit here on a self-help podcast or where I really want spirituality to meet reality and those things to be nurtured, I would feel wrong to sit here and say that this is the key to happiness because it's it's really not. It's just about when you realize that you have this power within you, when you've unlocked this power and you've seen the evidence that you can create in the outer world, then you realize that things aren't nearly as serious as they seem and that really everything is a lesson and that the present moment is all we have and that these limiting beliefs that keep us trapped in our trauma we actually don't need to have in our lives that we don't need to struggle and sacrifice so much and that's not why we're here and the more that we can collectively understand that we actually don't need to keep ourselves in so much pain and that we not only have the power to be able to overcome that pain but create what we want in this world because it is all a playing field of energetic frequencies that's really where you start to wake up that's where you start to realize that the car that you want so bad to manifest into your physical reality is not the end all be all of life and that there is so much more and that yes we are here to have fulfillment in certain degrees that the passions that we have the need to create the need to share the need to be connected to people and things like that's really what is at the core end of all of the things that we want so believing that you can have the things that you want in this world comes from believing that one you're deserving of them I talked about this a lot in my first episode on the law of attraction, which was the last episode, living in alignment and really aligning yourself to what you want, knowing that you don't have to suffer, you don't have to be in so much pain. And now today, talking about lucky girl syndrome. And lucky girl syndrome is really something that is just a mental hack because it's not something that you just are born with and it's not something that you have if you're just a girl. Lucky girl syndrome started as a TikTok phenomenon that was born out out of law of attraction. So basically what you look for, you're going to find and what you put out is going to come back to you. So if you have the belief that you are a lucky girl and that good things just happen to you and that you are constantly getting given opportunities and that the world just kind of works in your favor, then that is probably what's going to happen to you. But it's really all about the belief that you have. And the whole point of lucky girl syndrome was for people to just start saying to themselves over and over again, like, I'm lucky, I'm lucky, I'm lucky. And the more that they said it, the more that they believed it and the more evidence that they saw and the more evidence that they saw, the more that they believed it. And so it's just this feedback loop of constant affirmation that you are lucky. And it's not just if you're a girl, but that was what it was branded as on TikTok. 
The lucky girl syndrome is really a product of the reticular activating system, which is a component of the reticular formation in brains located throughout the brainstem. And I'm not going to bore you with the neuroscience, but it's really interesting to be able to understand the neuroscience behind the law of attraction and manifestation and that it's really, really based on our subconscious brains and our subconscious activating systems that are able to awaken and tap into, okay, I believe this, I believe that. Like our brains are constantly just trying to keep us safe and our bodies are constantly responding to the information that we're receiving, whether we are conscious of it or not. And so to really unwind those limiting beliefs that you have that you're not good enough and that you don't deserve the things that you want, you have to start unwinding parts of your brain. You have to start rewiring those subconscious beliefs. So the reticular activating system is the part of your brain that connects your your subconscious to your conscious. It filters out the unnecessary information that we don't need and allows us to focus on what is important to us. Because our brains are so incredibly complex and we have all of this sensory stimuli coming in at all moments of the day, we have all of this data basically just flooding our brains. We need a way to integrate that into the system of our minds and our bodies, we need a way to really be able to filter all of those things out and look for what's important and hone in on what is important when there is so much stimuli all around us all the time. Like, why do you not hear every sound possible within the scope of your ear? Your reticular activating system is why you can hear your name in a crowd full of people when someone calls it. Your reticular activating system is why when your mom just bought a red car that you start seeing red cars all over the place. It's what creates a filter of what you focus on. And of course, this all happens without you even noticing it. So it basically programs itself to work in your favor without you actively doing anything. But it also seeks information that validates your beliefs. It filters the world through the parameters that you give it, and then your beliefs shape those parameters. So if you think that you're really clumsy, for instance, then you probably are really clumsy because your reticular activating system is going to help you see what you want to see and then in doing so influence your actions. So we have this literal little bundle of nerves in our brainstem that is solely responsible for filtering out unnecessary information so that only the important stuff gets through. And who has defined what this important stuff is? Ding, ding, ding. It's you. You define what this important stuff is. And you might have these limiting beliefs that you don't even realize, you don't even know that you have, that is constantly defining what's important to you. So if you are subconsciously looking for the shitty part of life, if you are subconsciously filtering for the negative, you're going to see the negative because of this little ball of nerves in our brain that is in our brainstem that is giving us the information that we're constantly looking looking for. It's really just trying to help us. Our bodies and brains are wired to validate our belief systems and to really give us a sense of evidence for the things that are internally 
underlying with lies that you decide what's true for you. No one else gets to decide that. And if you can start redefining some of the things about yourself that maybe you've learned in moments that weren't so conducive to where you want to be in life or who you want to be in life, you can just start noticing where your reticular activating system is serving those limiting beliefs. And I think that's really where it starts. So on one hand, listening to positive affirmations is great, right? And telling yourself over and over again, I'm lucky, I'm lucky, I'm lucky, I'm lucky. Like eventually that might do something. You might start to look for it. And that's really where this whole TikTok phenomenon came from is people just started saying, I'm lucky, I'm lucky, I'm lucky. And then started getting blessed with a lot of outrageous luck and then telling these stories. But at the end of the day, you can say that until you're blue in the face. If you genuinely do not believe it, then you are not going to be able to see where luck and abundance wants to come into your life. So instead of verbally trying to convince yourself that you are lucky when you really don't believe that you're lucky, the first thing that you have to do is start looking for the evidence that's in your present day life. Gratitude is the first step to everything that I am going to talk about when it comes to law of attraction or manifestation. You cannot manifest from a place of lack. You cannot create things that you want into your current reality with an energetic feeling of desperation. It just won't work. It will always come into your life in a way that is filled with a lot of unease. It won't really feel good because the whole point of law of attraction manifestation is to understand, like I had said before, that we are powerful beings and powerful creatures that sometimes just want to have fun in creating the things that we want in this world. And we are here to enjoy life. We are here to go in the journey of the flux of life. With that being said, You don't have to do anything to enjoy life. You can enjoy life right now, right here in this present moment. You can find something that you like about it. You don't have to go outside of the present moment to find what you like. You don't have to go anywhere, be anywhere, do anything, obtain anything. That's the whole point is you start to be able to create when you're happy with where you are. You start to be able to have things come into your life when you are so happy with your life. That's really the whole underlying belief behind lucky girl syndrome. You just believe that you're lucky and you don't have to do anything and you can throw your hands up in the air and life will just work in your favor. Then I'm going to tell you life is just going to work in your favor. You're going to be able to throw your hands up in the air because what you look for, you're going to be able to find. But at the same time, if you genuinely have a sense of ease and peace about your life, then life is going to show you ease and peace. You're going to be okay no matter what. And it's really, really hard to come to this place and maintain this place because I think sometimes we step into the fact that we're powerful and that we are able to create and conjure and obtain anything we want. And then we fall right off that high flying disc. That's what Abraham Hicks calls it. Your high flying disc is when you're really in this place of complete alignment and You just notice that everything in your life is going really well. You express gratitude for it in a way that is beautiful and big and shows the universe that you love it and it shows you love back. And you're constantly looking for the good and you're constantly finding the good. And then you're creating this perpetuation of good in your life, this domino effect, this butterfly effect of, oh, this good thing happened. And then this led me here and here and here. And it's just this vibrational output of abundance that is your high flying disc but of course this life is flux and there's going to be things that knock you off of that high flying disc some things very tragic some things that will end 
with you in a place of sadness, part of the whole flux of life is realizing that when you get into that place of sadness, that it's not forever and that it's okay to be there. Believing that you're lucky, believing that good things happen to you, believing that there's beauty in this world all starts with really taking a step into the inventory of your life and saying, what can I be grateful for? even if it's something small. A couple of months ago, I decided to start doing these two things at the very start and the very end of my day that had a profound impact on my day. So in the morning, no matter what the weather was outside, I would wake up and say, it's a beautiful day. It's a sunny day. I love today. And some days I'd literally feel so annoying saying that because I just did not believe it. But the more that I woke up and I said it, the more apt I was to be able to look for the reasons why I It was a beautiful and sunny day, even if the sun was not out. Then at the very end of my day, while I'm getting into bed and I'm going to sleep, I would, instead of thinking about the next day, thinking about tomorrow, I'm sitting there and I'm asking myself, what went well today? And what happens when you start to do this is that you start to become consciously grateful of moments that you weren't consciously grateful of before. So things that are really simple, the small things like, I don't know if you can hear the sirens in the background. This is what it's like to live in New York City. They're just getting louder and louder. Anyways, but things like, oh, I woke up in a warm bed or the sun was out for 20 minutes and I got to take a walk or my friend bought me flowers, or I made this person laugh, like little tiny things that really make moments of your day easier to get through, more satisfying to live in. You just start to scan all of those moments in your brain and say, hey, like that was really beautiful. And it touches your heart a little bit. And you feel that warmth that maybe you took for granted in that present moment. Those are the types of things that make you consciously choose to be lucky, choose to be happy, choose to be positive. It really is a choice a lot of the time because you realize that the stories that you tell yourself that you have to struggle and sacrifice and that you have to try so hard and work so hard for what you want, that they're really not true when you are scanning your day and seeing how much ease actually falls into your day and you're not doing anything differently, right? You're not making any drastic changes to your life. You are literally just changing your mindset, your mind frame. You are reframing situations that happen to you every single day that you choose to ignore and choosing to be grateful for them, choosing to feel a happiness about them. And then you start to realize that there is so much choice in how we feel and that if we start to filter out the negatives, then we will see the positives. We will feel the positives. We will be on a hunt for the positives. And at first it's going to be a hunt, right? At first you're going to have to sit there and be like, okay, I'm feeling really angry or I'm feeling really off. Like, what is this teaching me? And what can I learn about this? And what can I be grateful for? And of course, you know, I think I'm somewhat evolved in my filtering for the positive. I've been doing it for a couple of years now. And so I've gotten pretty good at it. But even now, I mean, reactions and egos get the best of you. You're a human being and it's going to happen and you're going to have dips and feelings where everything feels so dark and your mind is looking for more and more reasons to perpetuate that darkness. You have to sit there and say to yourself, okay, 
this isn't forever. Let me step out of my brain. Let me step out of this narrative, this story that I am telling myself. What can I learn from this? What can I get out of this? How is this helping me grow and evolve? And maybe you don't have the answers in that moment of darkness, but even just asking yourself that, it reminds you that that is not your life. That is a moment in your life that you will be able to overcome and to evolve. So in the beginning of learning to do this, learning to scan for the good, to look for the good, you are going to realize that you have to sit back in moments and basically look around and scan and do that inventory and think about it a little bit like well what can I enjoy about this how am I feeling in this moment what is the quality of conversation or the quality of my being in this moment really really stepping into presence and then realizing what in that presence you can be grateful for and there is really there is always something so it's going to be pretty conscious at the very start of it while you train your brain and you rewire your brain to start scanning for the good and looking for the good and then something really beautiful is going to happen where you just look for it without even thinking about it. I swear it seems like I could be having the worst day and it's over within two minutes because I see something that makes me happy because my brain is literally wired to look for the good things, to look for the things that are going to bring me joy or make me happy or make my heart just a little bit warm. And I've noticed that when I'm outside and I'm angry and I'm walking really fast and I'm just kind of in a mode of busyness and hustle and needing to be somewhere and needing to get somewhere on time or just being annoyed at existence. Honestly, that is what that energy is for me, just annoyance. That it takes seeing one baby with a cute little outfit on or seeing a dog with shoes on or walking past a group of strangers who laugh at a funny joke and I happen to hear the funny joke and I'm like, yeah, that was actually really funny. (laughs) Shit like that, that honestly, I am tuning myself out of the vibration of annoyance constantly. So whenever I'm in it, I get myself out of it so quick without even thinking about it. It's just in passing the stimuli that I'm taking in. It's stimuli that I want to take in. It's stimuli that I've trained my brain to take in. But in the past, it wasn't always like this. So in the past, I'd have a moment of peace and have a moment of happiness and my brain would talk myself out of that happiness so quickly so it would only last for about a couple of minutes because the underlying belief was I am not happy and I cannot be happy and I need to struggle and I need to be sad and I am sad and so my brain was constantly looking for things to affirm that belief to validate that belief. So really boiling it all down to neuroscience, so I'm not even talking about spirituality or energetic frequencies, which I could, if you think about it from a very logical scientific standpoint of your brain is constantly scanning and we have so much data that is being given to us at every given moment, we need a way to organize that data and It is organized and those algorithms, if you will, are trained based on our underlying beliefs. And our underlying beliefs come from the conditions that we were raised in, the environments we grew up in, what we witnessed as children. All of those things were unintentionally filtered into our brains and basically programmed us to believe
believe certain things. So if you have an underlying belief that you are not lucky and bad things happen to you, then it's probably because you were taught that as a child. It's probably because a lot of bad things happened to you as a child. And maybe you did have an unlucky upbringing and an unlucky life and you had validation for those beliefs. And so you really genuinely believe those things. That's okay. Like, it is okay to not feel like good things just happen to you. The point is that you can feel that way. The point is that you can train yourself out of those underlying beliefs and that you don't have to continue perpetuating that narrative anymore, that it does not define you and that what may have been true for you once in your life can change, that we are evolving creatures with flux that goes through ups and downs and that we are supposed to go through those ups and downs. And at a certain point in life, and at a certain point of adulthood when we have the autonomy of responsibility when we have the ability to make choices we have the freedom to expand and to choose that we are given the proper access to the information that we have those abilities and that we can choose and that it's up to us and that we are powerful creatures who can step outside of the conditions that we were raised in and the environment that we grew up in that is not serving us anymore and we can overcome those things. If you've ever heard the phrase, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Or if you expect the battle to be insurmountable, you've met the enemy and the enemy is you. That is all an example of what is called a self-fulfilling prophecy, which connects right back to the reticular activating system, where if you believe something, your brain is literally trained to find the evidence for it. The placebo effect is really, really strong and present in our everyday lives. When a seed of information is planted in your head, you're going to Remember that you're going to start looking for evidence of it. You're going to start looking to prove or to disprove it based on the underlying belief that you have about it. And this can actually impact so many of your relationships because if you have a underlying belief that you just can't trust someone, you're going to start to look for reasons why you can't trust them and you're going to find the reasons why you can't trust them. And they're going to feel that you can't trust them and thereby they are probably going to act a bit weird and maybe a bit sneaky and maybe give you reasons why you can't trust them. So a self-fulfilling prophecy is a prediction that causes itself to basically become true. So having all of this information about the reticular activating system and self-fulfilling prophecies and placebo effects that are present in our everyday lives and that our limiting beliefs have led us to have beliefs around whether we are or we aren't capable of having good things in our lives, it's all the underlying groundwork for if you believe that you can have something, you can have it. If you believe that you are worthy of something, then you will likely look for reasons why it is coming into your life. You will see it come into your life. You will see it manifest into your life. And this isn't a power that only some of us have. This is literally understanding our neuro psychology. So looking at the world with rose-colored lenses, being if you've been wanting to learn a new language, connect with your family heritage, Rosetta Stone might be perfect for you. It is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop or as an app, and it is truly immersive in the language you want to learn. It's been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, with fast language acquisition and speech recognition as a built-in feature to give you feedback on your pronunciation. 
like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. And for a limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. able to find the beauty in the world to see the beauty in the world that's a skill that you have it's a skill that you can develop it's something that anyone can do you can show two people the same landscape and they're going to see completely different things based on their own beliefs and their own subconscious biases it's normal and so it really is a choice it really is about deciding that you want to be happy and that you want to put your happiness and your peace in front of anything else and training your brain to look for it, training your brain to see the beauty and flip over every single rock looking for what is beautiful about this world and this life. And if you're looking for something specific in your life, like love or money, taking a look around and seeing where love and money already exist in your life. You can't force something or make something try to come into your life by looking outside of yourself for it. You have to be okay with where you are. You have have to be happy with where you are. You can desire change. You can desire to evolve, but you have to be able to have gratitude for the things that are worth having gratitude for. Know that you're going to be tested. Know that when you decide that you choose peace and ease and love in this life, that the world is going to show you what you've always been looking for, which might be the opposite of that. The world is going to present you with opportunities to make the same choices and make the same maybe mistakes that you you've made in the past that keep you in a state of perpetual victimhood and it is your choice to rise above that to step into consciousness and say no I believe I can have better for myself and the way that you start to believe that is I think by developing a certain sense of gratitude in your present day life and scanning for the good looking for the good looking for the positive but also looking at people who are happy or who have the thing that you want and instead of feeling a jealousy around them which that is the telltale sign that we are out of alignment with something that we want that we could be in alignment with is jealousy you look at other people and you might feel a certain envy towards something that they have that you want why do you feel that it's because it's information it's because it's telling you that hey you know you want this thing and you can have it but you're not on the same level of alignment as this person to be able to get it so instead of you they got it but it's actually not an instead it's actually not a one or the other it's just telling you that you want this thing. It's information. Jealousy is one of the most powerful tools in evolvement because it shows you that someone else has something that you want. It gives you a spotlight onto the things that you want in your life and also that you are not there. And that's okay. It's okay to not be there. I think that's one of the biggest parts of learning how to really manifest and come into alignment is being okay where you are and realizing that just because it hasn't come in yet, just because it's not in your physical present day reality doesn't mean it's not coming to you, doesn't mean that it's not possible. You think of manifestation like you're in the car and you're driving to your destination and you might take a few detours, you might get lost along the way, but you know in your heart that your destination still exists, that it's still there. You just have to find your way to it. And if you know that it exists, whether it takes you 10 minutes or 10 
10 years, then you're going to just enjoy yourself on your way there. You're going to know that it's going to come when it's supposed to come. You're going to get there when you're supposed to get there. If you're in the car, you're going to turn up the volume on the radio and maybe jam out a little bit to something. You're going to enjoy yourself. And the double whammy with that is when you learn to enjoy yourself on the way there, when you learn to take a look around and see what you can truly, truly be grateful for and start to scan your life through the positives of everything, that that's when it starts to come in, that that's when it starts to speed up because you are in alignment with that thing. So looking at other people and really asking yourself, why can't that be me? And not why can't that be me? No, no, no. Why can't that be me? Why not me? Why can that person do it? And I think that I'm not capable of it. Like, are you kidding me? What is so different about them? What do they have that I don't have? And when you start to ask yourself this question, you're probably going to come up with answers and you're probably going to be like, oh, well, you know, they have this certain amount of privilege or they were raised in this environment that made access to this thing more easy to them or they were blessed with these natural talents. You're going to look for reasons why that can't be you. And again, that is your brain trying to keep you safe. That is your brain trying to get you to believe the story that you're telling yourself, which is that you cannot have the thing that they have and you are not that person and you are not capable of it. So your brain is going to look for reasons and evidence of it. And it's going to do this in a way to make your insecurity more palatable. It's going to want to calm the insecurity that you're feeling. It's going to want to calm the sense of lack that you're feeling. So you're going to look at that person and you're going to say, oh, okay, well, I'm justifying their success based on these things. And there's no way that I can have that. But also there's no way that they deserve it either because they had access to it or they're privileged, et cetera, et cetera. So in that world, no one wins and nothing is happy except for the person who has the thing that you want that you've just convinced yourself that you don't even want or you couldn't even get or that they didn't even deserve. You know exactly what I'm talking about when someone has something that you want and you look at them and you try and find everything wrong with them and justify reasons why they have it and you don't and start to make yourself almost feel better about not having this thing by belittling someone else in your brain even though you're just doing that because you feel little but the point is you don't have to you don't have to feel little you can look at other people and instead of feeling envious or jealous of them realize that you can also have that thing that your journey is your journey to uncover and discover that they're actually taking strides of inspiration within you. You see someone who has something you want, thank them, approach them, ask them what they did, get some advice from them, some insight from them, and you'll start to fill in the puzzles of your own story where you really believe that you are worthy of having the things that you want because you are worthy of having them. And you start to break down the barriers, the walls of, oh, there's this big separation between me and that person, that we are fundamentally different and that we were born in environments that are fundamentally different. And for that reason, then I can't have the thing that they have and I'm just not worthy of it. It's just not true. So looking at other people and really asking yourself, what do they have that I don't? Honestly, what do they have that I don't? And then telling yourself nothing literally nothing other than maybe a belief that they could do it other than maybe a confidence that I might just need to work on a little bit to be able to believe that I deserve this thing. Your belief in the ability to attain what you want is all that you need to attain what you want. It is all coming down to how you feel about yourself, how you move through this world, how you 
react to people's impressions of you, whether you let people energetically influence you or not, whether you let the judgments and perceptions of other people filter into your brain and feed the parts of you that want to harp on negativity. People are always going to talk about you. People are always going to have something to say about you because you might have something that they want that they don't believe they're worthy of and they need to look to belittle you in order to feel better about themselves for not having it. So when you can understand that, you can start to look around areas of your life where maybe something bad happened or maybe someone said some shit about you or maybe you felt embarrassed about something and just start asking yourself, so what? So what? So what if I felt kind of icky about that thing that I said, that moment's over and gone and done with? So what if that girl laughed at me because my underwear was sticking out of my pants? Ha ha ha. She's kind of right. That was a bit funny. So what? So what? So what? So you start looking at the things that would normally really bother you and get to you and make you feel really, really embarrassed and out of alignment and just asking yourself, so what? Okay, is it that big of a deal? And not giving yourself such a hard time for being a human being, for fucking up, for making mistakes, just looking around and saying, so what? Who cares? And doing the same thing when you decide to put yourself out into the world, when you decide to give the world a piece of you, when you decide to share a creation that you've made or to step foot on a platform and speak your voice and speak your mind, there's going to be limiting beliefs inside of you. They don't go away immediately that are going to tell you to take it down or to not share or that you are not good enough or you can't, you can't, you can't. It is your job to look those in the eye and say, so what? Fuck you. So what? Who cares? Why do I care? What is the purpose of wasting my precious time and energy on something so expendable as caring about what other people think of me when I know what my deepest desires are, I know that I am on my way to them, and I know that I am putting things into this world out of the genuine nature of my heart and not in the need to impress. So then you just kind of naturally start doing what you love, not caring if other people are watching or what they're saying. And you start to find yourself in more alignment. You start to discover more about yourself. You start to not care as much what other people think of you. And you start to look for the signs and the reasons that things are on their way to you. It takes a while, I think, to get to a place of romanticizing your life and seeing everything as really beautiful and being able to find the beauty in everything. It really is. Is challenging, but it starts also with understanding where everything in your life is okay. Like, where can you look for signs that you're good? You don't need to worry. You don't need to struggle. You don't need to strive. Everything is okay. Because it's one thing to really be able to see the beauty and everything and romanticize your life and throw on some jazz music as you're walking down the street and pretend like you're in an old film. And that's, you know, it's fun. It's a part of being a human being. But in the moments of struggle and strife that we all face, that's going to be pretty hard to do. So how can you look around and just ask for signs that you're going to be okay and then find them? How can you really ground and center yourself and say, I still have a pulse. My heart is still beating. Everything is good and everything is okay. Where can you develop your language with the universe when you ask for something? Something that I started doing a while ago was in the mornings, I would meditate and I'd go outside and I'd spend some time walking outside first thing in the morning. And I would ask the universe for a particular color flower or a particular color bird. And I'd 
usually forget about it about three hours later, but then I'd be walking and I would see that color flower, that color bird. And it's just this connection. It's this warmth, this knowing that, hey, like, thank you, whether it's the universe or spirituality or my brain literally just giving me signs and signals that everything's going to be okay. Like, thank you. And every time something good happens to me, every single time something goes my way, goes favorably, I sit with that feeling and I take it as evidence. I sit there and I go, thank you. Thank you, universe. I am so lucky. I'm so grateful. I like to take the things that are going well in my life and use it as momentum for other things that maybe are stagnant or not going so well. It's really all about looking where you can find the good, finding the good, and then using it to infuse other areas of your life and using it to know that you're okay. And every single time I find myself in a place of real anxiety, I like to just take a look around and say, how am I okay right now? Like, in what ways am I okay? I'm alive. I'm breathing. I live in this place. I'm young. I'm here to figure it out. I'm here to feel this pain sometimes. I'm here to feel this love sometimes. That's the point. That's the purpose. I am always learning lessons. This is just a lesson. And then I kind of just talk myself into alignment, talk myself into feeling good, talk myself into knowing that I am okay. And what this can also do if something really, really good happens to you and you start to claim that you're lucky and that good things are starting to happen and that this is the evidence for it and here it is and here it is you can start daydreaming you can be like well what what could happen like what are the possibilities how is there this limitless potential in everything and how can I maybe grab some of it how can I conjure up my life my reality and know that I am so powerful in the ability to do that. It's about creating your own happiness. It's about romanticizing your life. It's about taking every moment that you can in this world and finding something to appreciate about it. That is the crux of rose-colored glasses in this world. That is the crux of romanticization. That is the crux of manifestation in positive ways. That is the underlying notion in the law of attraction. It's gratitude. It's not needing to be anywhere else or needing to get to the next place or wanting the next moment. It's being right where you are and being okay with where you are and being able to make the most out of the little moments in the morning. I like to do this with morning rituals like my cup of coffee. So instead of just making coffee and having coffee, I like to take my time when I make coffee. I like to put on some music. I like to blend uh, espresso and a cinnamon together. I like to think about what type of coffee I want that day. Do I want my mocha pot? Do I want my French press? Do I want to go to Starbucks and get something a little bit more of a treat? Do I want to make an iced coffee? How do I want my froth? There are so many possibilities in just making coffee. Where am I today? So that's how I really start my day. And I have this ritual with my coffee where I make it and I put a lot of love into it and then I sit and I take my first sip. And I'll drink my coffee as fast or slow as I want any given day, but my first sip I know I'm going to enjoy. And there are times where I go to bed at night thinking about that sip of coffee, that first sip of coffee. The way that I can find so much enjoyment in this little tiny moment of my day that anyone can have a hot beverage in the morning maybe it's just lemon and water maybe it's just your cup of tea maybe it's your morning vitamins maybe it's your morning walk where can you find happiness in your day-to-day life where can you learn how to romanticize it a little bit more where can you learn to take some extra caution or extra care in the moments because 
You're not in a rush to get to the next place. That next place is going to arrive. It's about learning to create your own happiness and being ruthless with it. And knowing that how you hold yourself in this world says everything about what you believe about yourself. Knowing that other people pick up on energies, that you are constantly validating your own internal beliefs and it really is your responsibility and your job to take a peek under the hood of what those limiting beliefs are and stop blaming the world for why you are the way you are, why you're so sad and start looking inwards and start noticing where you have power because you do, you have it. You have to live your life for yourself. You have to put your happiness and your peace above as much as you can. And again, noting that this comes with a certain amount of privilege to be able to do this. But a lot of why we think we can't have the things that we want is a product of these limiting beliefs that we have to struggle, we have to strive, that we have to be in a place of a lack of freedom, that we have to serve systems that don't align with who we are and what we want. And for a lot of us, that is true. For a lot of us, there isn't a clear way out or a way to break out of the system, but it all starts with just asking yourself, well, okay, well, how could I? Is it possible? Do I want to question this a little bit, maybe? And start to break out of this box of confinement that you've lived your life in for so long without even realizing it. Living your life for yourself, putting your happiness above everything, really choosing and making decisions that align with what you want and defining what you want. And it can be a very simple definition. It can just be, I want to find some peace and ease in everyday life. Okay, well then you start making decisions every single day that align with that action. And you start noticing where you are not showing up for yourself when it comes to peace and ease. What does peace and ease feel like for you? How can you create it when you're making your morning coffee? How can you create it in the moments of your day where you are getting to and from places? How can you move a bit slower during your commute? How can you enjoy your commute a bit more? How can you take yourself out of always thinking about the future or reminiscing about the past and enjoy the present moment that you are in right now? Look for the good in the present moment that you are in right now and then look at how that good just follows you around as you move from moment to moment, as you move from one place to the next place. People are going to be annoyed that you're happy once you start being happy. And those are the same people that are going to look at you when you have the thing that they want and they're going to try to belittle you and they're going to judge you. That's okay. Let them be mad. Let them judge you. Let them be annoyed at your happiness. When you are in that place of feeling good, when you are holding yourself in alignment, it's not going to matter to you. And you have to stop letting the perceptions and judgments of other people who are hell-bent on not seeing their own worth determine your worth. You have to give yourself the power and the freedom to daydream. You have to believe that you're worthy of the things that you want. You have to tell yourself every single day that things really are working out for you. And then when you start to see that evidence, you have to sit with that evidence and say, wow, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Expressing gratitude in every single moment of your life that you can express it. And even in the moments where it's so hard to be grateful, just asking yourself, what can I learn from this? What is this showing me? What is this teaching me? Training your brain to scan the world, scan the energy of everything for the good in it finding the good, finding the positives, finding the silver linings because they exist. They exist in everything. And this is different from toxic positivity. This isn't you sitting and trying to convince yourself that everything in every single moment is always good because it's not. You know, life does suck sometimes and it's not about denying the moments that are really hard, but 
thanking them too and saying, you know, I know it's just a moment. I know that this is going to teach me something. I know that this is the contrast of what I want and that this sadness is just a feeling on the spectrum from sadness to happiness and that this is giving me the information of where I'm at and it's not really where I want to be. So now I can take steps towards where I want to be or Maybe I just sit in this because there's nothing I can do about it, but I don't have to make this an evidence of my life. I don't have to make this the evidence for why my life is so bad. Even the luckiest people get unlucky sometimes and those unlucky moments turn into saving graces or dodging bullets or not knowing that you needed to be somewhere when you needed to be there and the universe just moved you there for you. It's really about having this inherent trust that even when things fuck up, even when the world shakes beneath you, even in your darkest moments, that it's going to be okay because you've always been okay and you start to look for the moments and the evidence of why you've always been okay. You start to really notice where you've been able to overcome and become and let go of the incessant and constant need for more 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 for evidence of the next thing and just know that no matter what happens it's going to be good that no matter what happens you have an underlying belief and trust in yourself that not only is it going to be okay but that you're guided in every choice and every decision and step that you make there's always going to be stuff that you don't love in your life it's not about trying to make every single moment of your life amazing. It's about being on a relentless pursuit of finding the good and knowing that no matter what, you're going to find something to appreciate even if it's really hard. No matter what, you're going to be okay. And no matter what, for the most part, your brain is trained to look for the good and you're going to find it and your life will mostly be that. It's about putting what you think of yourself above anything else. It's about putting that above what other people think of you or the approval of your parents or the approval of people in your life that aren't living your life and deciding that you want to enjoy your life. You would be a fool not to. No one wants to sit in their misery. No one wants to sit in their own pain, but most of us just don't know how to break out of it. We don't know how much power we have. We don't know how responsible we are in our own autonomy. Filling your world and your space with things that make you happy and constantly looking for them is not as hard as it seems. It's not really hard at all. If you like flowers, then make it a ritual to buy yourself flowers every Sunday of the week. If you like to bake, then make it a ritual to do your baking once a week. Start doing the things that you love to do just because you love to do them and start looking for reasons why you love to do them. Start romanticizing the commutes that you have on the way to work. Start romanticizing the moments at work that might be so terribly hard to romanticize and the moments that are terribly hard to romanticize just know that they're going to expire they're going to be over there's going to be another thing and a new thing and if you are constantly looking for reasons to enjoy life and to be satisfied in life then you're going to find them and life is going to give you more opportunities to create more of that satisfaction you start to realize that the world actually kind of does revolve around you and not in a narcissistic way not in a way that you have to hurt people to get to where you want but in a way that says what you put out you will get back what you look for you will find it is proven by neuroscience it is proven by our brainstem and the world is constantly showing you what you're looking for the energetic vortex that you live in is constantly giving back to you what you are putting out so it's just about being conscious of those things and knowing that if 
the world literally revolves around me, then what energy am I bringing into my world? It puts the responsibility back in our arms instead of expecting the world to just give us good things for no reason. We expect the world to give us good things because we know we deserve those good things because we know that we are influential in having those good things and we are putting good into the world, into the universe, and that those good things are just going to come right back to us because our energetic output is of alignment. It is in alignment with those things. You get to put the rose-colored lenses on. You get to take them off. It is all you. You have so much power, so much more than you think that you have. And feeling like you're lucky is just a feeling, just like anything else. And when you realize that you can conjure up your own feelings, that you can choose your own feelings, that you are really, really a creator in this life, then it's boundless. It just opens right up to you. Just testing the waters, seeing if you can do something just for the fun of it with no expectations and no strings attached, you might see that you're way more capable than you thought. Just taking some aligned action, putting some effort into some things and waiting to see what happens, planting seeds over here, planting seeds over there with the trust and belief that the things that are meant to flourish are going to flourish and that you're really okay where you are, but you'd just like to see where things go if you water these seeds every now and then. That detachment towards everything outside of you is where that luckiness kind of starts to come in because you are okay where you're at. And that's the biggest reiteration of all of this is that you're good where you are. You're lucky where you are. You have things to be grateful for. And we all do. You are limitless potential inside of a human body. And when you start to wake up to the fact that there is so much power waiting to be tapped into, it's not even something you have to find, it's just something you have to realize, it takes two seconds, then you start making decisions for what you want. It starts to actually become really easy. You start to see it's really not that hard and being happy really is a choice. It's going to make the people who don't know that it's a choice really upset, but you can let them be upset and then you can teach them how to be happy or maybe you can't because some people aren't meant to wake up. But at the end of the day, that is what it is. It's your life and it's your choice to live it or to be a victim of it. So believe you're lucky. Look around and see where you can find evidence of the fact that you're lucky without having to need anything from the world externally to show you. Thank the world around you for the breath of existence. Find a way to romanticize the small moments in your life, the walk to work, the first sip of coffee, the floor on the feet as you get out of bed, the moments that are so precious to being alive, the moments that are so precious to living. I know it sounds like bullshit. I know it sounds so foolish and so silly, but that's how. That's how you get through the days. That's how you get through the life is by finding those little tiny things that make your heart smile. And it really is at the end of it all, the little tiny things. It really is at the end of it all, the walk there and not the destination. And I know that sounds so fucking cheesy. I'm literally cringing at myself, but I'm going to kill that part of me that wants to cringe because I know it's true. It just starts with being where you're at and being okay with where you're at and not needing to force the next moment, which is actually really hard and one of the most challenging lessons I think that we will ever learn and what can come from it yes is beautiful manifestations amazing abundance but really just a oneness with ourselves a oneness with other people a connectedness with everything that is what being lucky truly is is being awake 
being lucky is noticing that there is beauty all around you all the time and you actually don't need to look that hard to find it and that all the moments where you've looked for the opposite of it feel so sad when you start to wake up to the fact that love is all around you all the moments that you begged for it feel like they were depleted of something depleted of a knowing that you didn't even know that you had but you just needed to unlock and so there's nothing you need to do and there's nothing you need to figure out you just have to start appreciating the present moment for what it is you just have to look around you and train your brain to say what can I like about this and if the answer is nothing then what can I learn from this you're gonna be okay no matter where you are you really are going to be okay and sometimes the most magical things happen in the waiting of those magical things. Sometimes the most precious things happen when you don't know where to go or you don't know what to do. That's when everything comes in. When you have that inner trust that you just need to enjoy where you are, it really does all fall into place when you just stop forcing and you let the things happen. You let your life happen. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, what do you have? You have an act. You don't have a life. So go and live your fucking life. Thank you for being patient with this episode. I am hoping that there will be two this week. Thank you for listening and remember your power. Remember who you are. Ask yourself at the end of today, what went well? And just start doing that. Make a practice of it. Okay, that's all for now. You got to look for the redeeming feature. You got to look for things to appreciate. You got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. Now, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so lost, that connect, that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.